friendship. Mysterious healing and life-giving bond between beings. Space for laughter and tears and a multitude of things between. Carpooling. Car drives of sharing music and conversation, but also car drives to escape when things feel heavy, when the world is falling apart and you are hiding from it all in as public of a place as a Taco Bell parking lot at midnight with a phone on airplane mode as to shield you from anyone except your one friend. Friendship and Taco Bell are strangely synonymous. Meals shared. Meals prepared together, late night pie enjoyed together on a couch, talking until it's not dark anymore. Giggle, giggles from being tipsy or delirious or both. Knowing what someone prefers. Having people you call in the middle of the night if things go haywire. Having those same people messaging and checking in on you, reminding you they are on your team. People who don't only feel like family, they know your family. They ask about your family by name. Care. Shared experiences. Nothing beats shared experiences. The things that you've lived through together that you can't explain how or why, but it brought you closer. Friendship is this huge, miraculous thing. It keeps me breathing. It gives me lenses to see through. It's like knowing you're on a team and it doesn't just have to be you against the world. Hey, everybody. Welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. I'm Scott. <laughs> and I am Macy. Welcome to episode number Ooh. 88. Ooh. Not I sure. Think you know if you clicked on it. I hope. We don't um, know sitting in this room right now. Welcome, everybody. Friendship. No drum roll. Friendship part two. Yes. Snaps. <laughs> Snaps. Here it comes. You guys, straight we're to back your ears. At it. We did this episode about, about a year ago. About a year ago. It would have been about April, so a little A little less than a year ago. Yeah. And it was a big topic Uh because we think friendship is definitely no small thing. thing. (laughs) And, man, less than a year ago feels like a long time ago. It feels like a lifetime ago. It feels like a lifetime ago. But this topic is one that is near and dear to us, I would Mm -hmm. say. So before we launch in, what I'd love to do is to unpack my feelings about listening to our friendship episode yeah it's i interestingly that episode was a very big friendship moment for the two of us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i'll be curious i want to hear some of your unpacking thoughts it was a big friendship moment everybody because uh macy and i had some sort of uh, I don't even know. So I oh oh I remember I remember yeah, yeah I was reading A Course in Miracles yeah at the time, and there was this idea introduced through it that is like so weird everything because, is meaningless and yeah. you do this practice and saying like this thing is meaningless this thing is meaningless and so I was like no small thing is meaningless <laughs> so like you were like trolling me or something <laughs> and I'm. 
like this is a very important thing for me. That yeah, and I I actually still would say no small thing is meaningless. I know now I get ne- it. No At small the time, thing is also ultimate, intimate, infinitely meaningful. Right. But it's also meaningless. I didn't understand at the time. And I didn't fully either. I was just at the moment letting go. Mm -hmm. And so it was like a big process for me. And then it was also a big mood for you. Yeah. I was getting offended by it or hurt or something. I didn't like it. I mean, to a certain extent, it did what it was supposed to do in the sense that, like I say, it was so strange, too, because in the middle of this podcast, I said, I hope people feel slightly disoriented listening. Mm-hmm. So that's been on my mind for a while, I guess, with this whole podcast. Yeah. Um, well, and since then, we've changed our name phrase from cynical to certain, yeah, which I so, do feel like relates in yeah, a way. Yeah, it was so weird in my ears to hear me say, welcome to a small thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less cynical. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, cynical. No, no, no. No, no, no. Less yeah, I'm so glad we changed <laughs> me it. Too. Me too. I really believe in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a different, it's a, it's a slight it's a big shift, I would mm-hmm. say. It's a big shift. So that was in the background. All you, the, uh, the the casual listener wouldn't be able to tell. No, but I we had a discussion the next day about it Recording because it was it. obvious that there was something going on. And you had come back from a friendship thing and <laughs> our vibes were just off. And I was feeling frustrated because I was like, hey, I'm out here. This is an important thing. Sorry I said that, but also... Not sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, the big the big thing was is that it was like in between recording. I think I and this is this is the I I, I, I don't think I've done this much if ever since. But it might have been the finale of this way of handling things. I still do it. I still do it. Not as much because it, it was this was a, such a chaotically strange moment. But like I I tried to have a philosophical discussion with you about whether or not it was appropriate to say something is meaningless. Oh, you. Did. And then and then and then uh, and then and then sort of that thing of like asking oh. for a friend like and, st- and saying well, you may hurt someone's feelings. What would you do then? And we're like And you set up the scenario like I had done it already. Yeah. You told me like I had basically done it already and I was like I haven't even done that. I've talked to you. Yeah. My existential friend. I don't know what's going on. And so if you go back and listen, it is very clear I'm projecting that into the universe cuz I'm like a friend would be able to handle when mm-hmm, I say mm-hmm. crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were kind of aggressive. My bad. I'm so sorry. I'm oh. I, I'm very sorry for that. It was my bad, I think. I think we established that. Well, I don't know. I don't know if anything's anyone's bad because it's all just out here, <laughs> fluid mashing of relationships and things and situations. It's all of our every day. It's just spontaneous, impromptu responding. True. We're, we're scatting and improvising <laughs> out here. <laughs> Living life. Side note, I'm going to let myself do a quick side note. Somebody, somebody in my outer circle, uh, I heard like from through the grapevine. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Um, somebody was reporting back something they had heard somebody say about our podcast, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we this person listened to your podcast, and they they were like, uh, they're really out there, <laughs> Scott Macy. <laughs> they're really out there." And I really want to be like, I was ranting to my wife Marissa this afternoon. And I was like. I want to reverse all these things. I'm like, I'm not out there. You're out there. I'm in here. <laughs> you know, I, I'm getting to the bottom of things. I'm going deep. I'm not out there. Yeah, but we are also sometimes out there, yeah. for sure. Yeah, maybe I just need to we wear it as a badge there. of honor. But oh, what, <laughs> for sure. It's funny to think about the double meaning of that. Like, oh, we're out here. <laughs> yeah. You know, but then also, 
Scott's out there. <laughs> what no, a funny. No, there, yeah, no, there is. It depends on how someone says it. Cause there is of course this like somewhat negative connotation. Yeah. Towards it. It but kind of, I feel I'm like also a little bit. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I'm feel like there. it was either, it was said in like a warning tone, like, Oh, be, be careful. Like that. They're getting too out there. You know, it's like, geez, just having a conversation. I mean, the gray area, the gray area is complex. Okay, so so I'll say a few things, little takeaways that I found very interesting. Takeaways. One is we sounded younger in our voices, hmm. which is strange. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't know what I attribute that to, other than it was still fresh and new, mm-hmm. and so we're a little bit more eager. We're we're rushing. We're really excited. You know, like we were, and I remember I could get right back into that zone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, we're still giddy about the opportunity to do it. And we still are, but like. I think we still are. And I do think one thing is, I think listening back to our podcast, I don't listen back very often, but when I do, it is interesting because the vibes are different most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's never consistent. Oh, of right. Like That's true. If we're pumped up or if we're chill or mm-hmm. if we're this, I think it's there's a little bit of a difference. So sometimes I'm feeling it. Like I'm super pumped from the top, like just so high energy. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but it's happening. But I think we've settled a little, like yeah. we're, I, I feel like a little bit more settled. Um, I remember, and I could tell in the, in the episode, like we're sort of, um, we're pushing the episode along really aggressively, you know? And it's like, now I feel a little bit more like we're just having a conversation and yeah. we can have fun with it and, and be in different moods, of course. But like, I don't remember what we specifically talked about. What makes good friends and bad friends? Well, at the first, we were just doing our uh, freeform spitballing, you oh. know, popping off. <laughs> and we were doing like, what is it? What is friendship? What is, what? What? Who's what to say? Is friendship? Yeah, yeah. I know. Who wrote the rules? We kept saying that. Like, who wrote the rules? This is, we're acting like somebody, there's a manual out there. And we're like, I don't have the manual. Did you get the manual? <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I think I was thinking like, this is the energy that, like birth of the podcast, like, mm-hmm. and, and that's what kept kept it going. Friendship, friendship kept it going. Yeah, the 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 chemistry, the energy, but it was just funny to listen to it. I'm like, oh, and and then also just knowing in our personal lives, so much has happened. Since I then. know, I it's know. It's really interesting it's really to go wild. back and think how femme everything was back then. Hmm. Like we were like, oh, Macy's a girl. Macy's a girl. Oh, oh growing up as a girl, because you said that I was a girl. I was a tomboy. We're like, oh, this girl is a tomboy. Girl, girl, girl. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. like, wow, it sounds interesting to. to I know. It's interesting having the archive. Yeah. Before I started, like, publicly using different language. Mm-hmm. But you were hinting at it. I mean, there oh, yeah. were, there I mean, were little right. things it's that close. I, I would miss. You, were said, you said, you know, in gender theory or something in this episode, they think this about when you start to. Did I identify. say this? Yeah, and I was—I I would have at that moment. I know I would have glossed right over that. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, gender theory, blah 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 blah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh gosh. You got picked. I'm were, a complete. I mean, not completely different person, but like, I feel like I've aged like 15 years. In yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. And you in different ways for both of us for sure. Yeah. But, um, that's interesting. There was a story you told about your friend who was a boy growing up, and you witnessed a fight, and told. I literally told yeah. this story today to oh, my really? housemates yeah. because I, I've i been, as we all learned in that last episode, I play with children yeah, <laughs> in the yeah. daytime <laughs> and I observe children. 
And so I have been a little bit thinking and looking at friendships and seeing different friendships. And I've seen a friendship very similar arise in my class and it's very fascinating. And I might tell that story. I was like, I might tell the story to my kids because at some point you might need to drop a friend and that's okay and good and yeah. fine. And like, I've been, I was looking at the dynamics of the social setting of the class and trying to see like which friendships are like serving both people equally and some friendships aren't. And like, Looking at them, it's like, it makes sense that neither one of you are actually getting much out of this, but yep. because of proximity and time and maybe expectation and not knowingness and not knowing it would be okay if you let go, like they hold on to it for longer than it needs to be held on to. People need to have a ritual almost or something, a, 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 a way to end it. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast. I don't would know which one. I listened to two podcasts on friendship yesterday this and is your research this is my research and it was both two podcasts that were basically our same format mm-hmm. two pals one called one topic. topics yeah one called one topic and they are also like us just like a smattering of topics yeah. and it's just friends it's a talking good idea. about them it's a good idea <laughs> <laughs> it's like Oh, what else do we do? Yeah. Oh, this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then another one, which was two friends who knew each other from online and they met and their whole their whole thing was like, live life you want to live. Don't give any Fs about yeah. expectations okay. kind of thing. But they had random topics and one of those was friendship. I think it was the two of them who were talking a bit about this idea of like when you're dating someone, it seems socially acceptable and okay to like have a breakup and that be a thing that happens. But in the world of friendship, there really isn't that space. And, And I agree wholeheartedly with this. Like I really do believe in seasonal friends and I think that there's people that come into your life for a time. And I think it's okay if Mm -hmm. it doesn't end up being a lifelong friendship. I think that that's a weird goal to strive for. And it's interesting thinking of how if there was a little bit more like language and rhetoric around like this friendship has run its course. It's like, yeah, exactly. Like, Hey, we can like, yeah, we can still, you know, every once in a while see each other, but like we're not the same we used to be. And like, that's okay. We can both move on from it, but it is different than a romantic relationship. I'm 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 longing for that in our society just because I've sort of low key intentionally ghosted a lot of friendships. Right. Because I don't know how to be like, that was nice. Yeah. But, but I can't. I can't maintain this. Yeah. And there's like a spark in certain times and mm-hmm. like life circumstances. And I think I don't know. I think also friends like teach us so much. And sometimes a friend has something to teach us for a season, and it's valuable and we're engaged in that and then we grow beyond those things as people and that's cool Hmm. Hmm. but it's also i get it it's like scary it's nice to have security and know you'll have some people who will be with you for a long time so i I also highly value this idea of you know commitment to a friend i'm not like it's you have to hold those both intention it seems well i mean just think about this house everybody record we record the podcast in Macy's house. We said that. And there are some really great folks that live here who pop up on the podcast a lot. Reuben and Matthew in particular, but Madeline also lives here. Mm -hmm. Um, Madeline's never been on. I don't think officially we should find a a way to, maybe we do an official children 
oh, episode we can fun. have children. Yeah. An episode that's titled "Children." <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> is it that? Is it that? I crazy? already have thoughts because I'm like, what is a child? Why are we defining children Whoa, versus adults? We could really get Reuven on for that one too. Oh. We could have a real house oh. conversation. But um, oh. Matthew said this when we were like uh, packing our stuff up for the live show, and he had images of like packing you up to leave the house someday. No. I was really sad about no. it. Yeah. Dear. <laughs> but it that's the thing, right? You live in this house, but it's it's definitely understood that you're not going to be here till you're 60. That right. could happen. It right. could. But I think in the back of your minds, nobody's like, oh, yeah, we're committed for life. Right. And but that's the for same. right now, it's like the most sweetest friendship. Yeah. And these people we I will, will be friends, friends with. Life. But like right now, we are in a special season mm-hmm. of friendship. Too. It's a family. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a family. Mm-hmm. And they look lovingly at Maddie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the podcast, you know, I think that's in the back of my mind someday. I'm like, I, I'd love for this to last for a very long time. Yeah. And I'm always like, how would we, how would we ever end it? If it came time to do that, that'd be so awkward. No, but I could see you and I, if one of us moved, like neither one of us are probably good at keeping it. Oh, that'd be hard. That'd be really hard. I'm, I'm, <laughs> oh, Dear universe, <laughs> I think I probably said this in the last one. Like, I'm so bad at keeping yeah. in touch with all people. <laughs> if you're not in front of me, yeah, I'm the same. Unfortunately, yeah. The other day, I guess this is a friendship <laughs> information. Um, <laughs> I talked. I talked to my friend Bobby, and oh, this and, is one of your greatest pals. Mm-hmm, and he lives in Tennessee. He's a pastor down there, and he was, it seems like he was trying to reach out to me cause he had recently listened to our variance episode cause mm. he's, he's big into the Enneagram and he's an eight and it would be really fun to have him on someday to talk about being an eight. Um, he'd bring the big eight energy, but it was, we had a big friendship conversation hmm. and this was Sunday. Uh, we were supposed to talk at nine church start at 10 30. And so I was like, Oh yeah, we'll have an hour to talk. And right. it was very obvious that needed we needed more, time. more. So I, I drove the kids to church and dropped them off and came back and just talked to Bobby for like another two hours. Oh, that's kind of sweet. kept him company on like a three-hour road trip. So he like, he got, got back to where he was supposed to be. He's like, I can't believe we've been talking the whole time. It's like, the time just flew. But oh. we were doing a friendship check-in. He's, he's like, you mentioned me on the podcast. And I was like, oh, yeah, I still, I guess we are still friends. And I, I thought we're friends. I hope we're friends. And I think Scott thinks we're friends. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah, but it, that's what I've always loved about the relationship with Bobby is I, we we do want to do a better job of keeping in touch, but there's also no resentment or awkwardness. You're it's like, like, hey, yeah, here we this are. Is what We're it talking. Is. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And we can just pick it back up. Yeah. I know. It's interesting thinking about certain friendships that it is totally okay that the idea is we could pick it back up. Yeah. And put it down. And for now, we have to, you know, because of distance maybe or because of just life circumstance, like, okay, it's here. Mm-hmm. We can come pick it back up at some point. And when we it's hang really out sweet. with each other, the vibes are back. Yeah, It's awkward when you hang out with someone and the vibes aren't there. <sighs> <It's>, <sighs> that is one of my worst fears a little bit sometimes. Yeah, I get very like anxious about that. I'm like, oh. Like, how, like are we going to keep hanging out? Or, or I hope, like worried they won't be there and then I'll feel awkward like it's my fault. Oh, oh, it's almost reverse. Like you're a little worried about getting ghosted. No, I'm worried about if I haven't seen a friend in a long time, there's the 
seeing them again after not seeing them for a while, there's the like anticipatory wondering and worrying if we will be able to pick off where we left Uh, or if if it'll be dead and then I'll feel awkward and bummed out and strange about it. I wonder if that's an age thing. Maybe. Because I remember feeling that when I was younger and especially when I was a kid, I was like, Oh, I'm seeing my cousins. And for the first like three or four hours, it felt so scary and awkward. And then, we just ease right into playing and stuff. Or maybe just for the first 15 minutes. Maybe it felt like three hours. <laughs> three hours. But I'd be like, oh, uh, here's my... I mean, I just hung out with my cousin, too, the other day. Breland, she's in town. Hi, Breland, if you're listening. I doubt she is. But um, a, a real true fun experience debriefing friendship with Breland and relationships growing up. But, um, yeah, I w- like was real big pals with Breland, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, she would get into town. I probably hadn't seen her for like a year. And I was like, Breland, oh, no, really, this is weird. And I feel so strange and shy and awkward. And then like 30 minutes later, we're like, oh, we're best friends, skateboards. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's that feeling. Yeah. It's you have to go through like if you have to go through the process of re acclimating that sucks like the mm-hmm. acclimation process sucks yeah yeah so having to go back through it is one of the downsides of not staying in touch with people mm. there's part of me that envies folks who can stay in touch with other like so many people because they don't lose that spark or they don't have to reacclimate because they've kept in touch with people and then there's also part of me that's like i don't i literally do not know how people do that how people can maintain so many friendships and relationships, especially it, outside of your own like living place. Like two twos being friends, they're going to stay in touch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we had our friend Mark Russo on this podcast to talk about being an Enneagram 7. So if you want to know this person I'm talking about, everybody go back and listen to our Enneagram 7 episode. One of our most entertaining episodes. Um, oh, gosh, yeah. I laughed so hard at that episode. But probably out of all my friends... He's the one that that just makes sure we're staying in touch. Yeah. And and never has ever has any sort of hint of resentment like I'm really the one having to keep this thing going. I'm the one that calls. I'm you know, you haven't I've called you 5 times in a row. It's never. Yeah. I mean and I I probably I probably ever reach I don't ever reach out to Mark. You know, but but it doesn't even matter cuz we 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 are in contact almost every other day. Right, he's there. You guys, yeah. your lives are in some not like a meshed, but they do overlap a lot. And I'm happy to be in contact with him. Right, especially since I know that there's no awkwardness or resentment. You know, none, <laughs> or at least I don't. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, I don't think so. I yeah. don't think so. Yeah, uh, I do wonder. I bet twos, sevens, nines, nines might be good, but nines I could also see losing distance or losing track of people, or just not having the like. I just don't know I don't have the capacity it feels like to maintain so many relationships especially ones that are like they don't live near me well fours fives and nines are probably doing the worst at staying in touch probably yeah probably <laughs> withdrawn yes. you know yeah yeah everything is too much <laughs> it's so funny I was just telling you today like I went to this prayer breakfast and also, just for many reasons, I was I was actually really excited to be there. Yeah, pumped but up. That, Scott. that that wrecked me for the day. I came home and I was like, I need a nap. I know. 
I, I need to stare off out the window. <laughs> it's just like, I, now I'm withdrawn. I was definitely not, I mean, I even told you I was kind of wondering in the car because I was so pumped. I was like, am I seven? <laughs> but I do think a seven would have been like, let's keep this party going. Call some yeah, people. I, no I came home way. and I was like, oh, I'm done. And I'm kind of like, sad. What just happened? Disoriented now. <laughs> Gosh, I feel that so hard of like having a big social buzz. Yeah. And then coming and needing to withdraw, yeah. totally needing that. Yeah. And yet also needing it to be somber that that was over <laughs> and almost mourn that and reflect on it. <laughs> oh, whoa, that is so weird and true, though. I think that's why I'm <laughs> you just put words to something. I yeah. Know, yeah. <laughs> Wow, I, I just want to think about that for a second. That's part of it, honestly, right? It's over, mm-hmm. and I need to mourn it. Mm-hmm. And I also have like a people hangover a little bit. A people, yeah. yeah. You're, you're like, what just happened? Yeah. What was I? You got really caught up. I and got really caught sexual up. And then I'm too. being very, I mean, then I'm also in this space of being really introspective because I was feeling really good in the moment, but now I need to go back and analyze it and mm-hmm. question mm-hmm. why I was doing what I was doing, mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. I was feeling this way. Like, look at it from a Who different lens. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's it right there. I mean, I mean if that's we're why just... I can't do so many social gatherings in a row or big outings in a row because I, as much as that space sounds chaotic and strange, I love it and need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe we should use that to circle back to friendship really quick. I mean, maybe that's a little bit of like sort of I do. I do think we have a really nice balance of really getting each other a lot Mm -hmm. because I really just got what you said. Right. But then also not getting each other, too. Like, I think sometimes I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? (laughs) You know, so there's just enough to keep all that good energy going. Yeah. It's not like I, I just track with everything you say and we like finish each other's sentences and it's like. No, but I do think our friendship is founded in a lot of ways on us journeying together and kind of finding ourselves. Yeah, which I comparing think is notes. Sweet. Comparing notes you know? as we're doing a lot of work of awareness and engaging with life really honestly. Mm-hmm. I think that that is something I value in our friendship is I can be very honest and mm-hmm. trust that it's fine. Yeah, well, I guess we're now we're just maybe we'll wrap up this little segment by talking about our friendship. <laughs> or do you want to should I be the finale no I think okay. we should do it now yeah I just might, gave, might as well you know like cute little uh, <laughs> what are the what's the word you would use imagine like, like puppy dog eyes puppy dog eyes yeah <laughs> or uh, or um, puss in boots eyes yes yes <laughs> in my head I was thinking animation yeah yeah I'm just thinking about that emoji that they added recently but um yeah I'm I'm I guess I'm still shocked to this day and and again I this this is my silly bias you know so this is even even now as somebody that wants to go out in the world talking about age and wisdom and young people are prophets you know right I I guess I am still surprised in a in a really fun and good way that that you have so much capacity for the curiosity you know yeah um and maybe maybe that does have to do with youth Maybe you're not like oh, what if set I'm, in your What if ways. when I'm 40? I'm you're set. <laughs> no more I'm curiosity. Certain. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's, I, I did say that in the episode of the friendship episode last time where we were sort of circling around this of like um, making space, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and no, no idea that I say is ever like, that's, 
that's going too far. You know, it's like right. you're, you're always you're always kind of approaching the same way. You're like, interesting. I'm like, oh, isn't that interesting? And and it's just so. I think we offer that for each other. Yeah. Honestly, I think we and do. hopefully we offer it to the world. I th- I think so, but yeah. I I will say our friendship has been really fun because I have not met someone who is quite as into like weird intellectual philosophical combination conversations. Yeah. yeah. And like, there's people out there, I'm sure, but we uh, do have that natural kinship, which is nice. It's given me a lot more. It's given me space to like accept that part of myself mm. and own it and be proud of that. Mm. And it also probably helps my other friendships because I don't have to so much spew that out onto them. Oh, <laughs> yes. No, I, I see. There it is again. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that, but you just put words to it. I think that's absolutely true. But I also think maybe both of you, I feel like this, at least with the podcast, is it's also nice that in one strange way, we are still getting to share our thoughts with everybody. True. Oh, <laughs> yep. But I don't have to do it like all the time. And it's in this set way in my own home. Yeah. It is funny. Like when somebody does say they enjoyed an episode, it really makes me happy. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, I enjoyed that, too. Like, wasn't that interesting? <laughs> I get all. What did we say in that episode? And <laughs> what did I say? And how did it sound? And oh, God. I do think also. <laughs> Like, if you thought about another podcast that was tr- attempting to do something like this, <laughs> this is kind of funny because Macy was just saying before we started that your kids wrote affirmation valentines to themselves. They did. It's very sweet. So I guess this is my version of that to the podcast, but like, or a friendship. <laughs> but I, I, I like that, uh, that it always remains playful. It's not like a hoity-toity intellectual podcast where we're just like, to, on today's episode, we will be talking about the concept of play. Donald Winnicott, you know, it's like, you know, like this is sort of serious. Which I do kind of love those podcasts as well. Yeah, but. But that's not what's that's, happening And here. that's not our friendship. No. You know, I mean, it's just very natural. So. I think this podcast mm. is a cool testimony to friendship because we really lay it out there, I think. Of course, yeah. we don't. Y'all don't get the in-between our breaks <laughs> moments. <laughs> it's even sometimes the strangest, weirdest things. But I. <laughs> I know people are like, what are they talking about? Let's just say. In the house last week, we, we, we stopped the podcast and in the house with the people here, we got into like a 45 minute, no small thing esque conversation about snuggling and cuddling and cuddling. It was crazy. And we were all very honest about yeah. our preferences and confused about each other's and unpacking it all. It was so I felt funny. really convicted and <laughs> I have been trying to be intentionally more cuddly with my wife this week. <laughs> I told her what we talked about and she was like, yeah, you are the worst cuddler. It's so sad. <laughs> it's, it's okay that you don't like to cuddle. <laughs> yeah, but I also got really but, introspective about, like, why don't I like to cuddle? Right, like, well, and also I think it's a very valid and important thing to also acknowledge that for some people it's a need. So mm-hmm. it's complicated. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, so Ooh. that was our break conversation. <laughs> so that's what we do here. <laughs> okay, any okay. other thoughts? Um I don't think for this. I think, so that's just a pop-off intro. I think we're going to try to go through friends and pop culture and talk about what we like and about those. That's what we'll do. Yeah. Okay. When we come back. I'll do it right now. No small thing. We'll be right back.
culture post, friends, I everybody. Some pop culture friends. I know, and you posted the two best of friends: Tyler, Joseph, oh, and yeah, Josh Dunn. Um, the cutest. I think it was actually inspired by these two guys that I posted first. This is Warhol and Basquiat, and I was reading an article about them and their friendship. <laughs> And their and their artistic collaboration, and I was so intrigued by them. Hmm. Um, I they, don't think I know them. I, is this the first picture? Yeah, I thought they looked really cool. You would love both of them. You would love both of them. I'll look I mean, into Andy them. Warhol is. The, oh, Andy Warhol. Yeah, this is Andy Warhol, <laughs> and this is I, I forget his first name, but Basquiat. They were contemporaries of each other, and both really in, admired each other's work, and they did a lot of fun projects together. Um, so then I was like, oh. That's cool. Friendship and, and also like sort of a, a professional collaboration too mm-hmm. through friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did we talk about Beach House last time? I don't think so. It's all that's boring. another one I feel like. Oh, where for sure. Their friendship is what drives yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But they're also very coy about their friendship and their thoughts in general. They don't, they're not very, they don't elaborate on a lot when they're in interviews. So you don't really know much about them as friends. Surprise, surprise, yeah. Beach House. <laughs> yeah, Beach House, vague. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then I posted a bunch of other ones. I just got inspired, and I was thinking, like, I was thinking, like, what are the friendships that I like in pop culture, in mm-hmm. just in terms of movies and TV and literature? But also, these are also... Oh, um, Ron, Harry, yeah. and Hermione. <laughs> Professional collaborations. You know, this is, like, uh, Run the Jewels, um, Troy and Pilots. Abed, Tournament Pilots, uh, Jerry and Elaine. Yeah, so... I don't know. I don't know. Do you want to pop off on one of those? Do you want to go off on Josh and Tyler for a second? Well, I think Josh and Tyler are really sweet because they definitely have a very... They are beloved by their fan base for their friendship, Mm -hmm. and they've really let us into that in a lot of ways, especially through their vines there was a season oh, where they I've would make got to experience all that. of these are they still like on youtube or something silly uh, yeah they are okay. you can watch a compilation their friendship is so sweet because tyler writes such dark moody emo music and tyler struggles with depression and you all kind of know that and this has been talked about that tyler or josh has struggle with anxiety and I do think they find a lot of comfort in each other Mm -hmm. but then I think both of them allows each other to be silly and strange and weird Mm -hmm. and just be themselves a four and a seven maybe together I think I think maybe I'm not sure um but their their vines really let us all into that and they're just silly and fun in their music videos it's very clear there's a kinship happening Mm -hmm. and like as a band, it works really well because Tyler is in a lot of ways more of like a front man. Mm, yep, and he yep, is yep. the one who's writing the music and he's singing and he does all of the like talking at a concert. And yet it feels so obvious. It is Tyler and Josh and they are doing equal contribution mm-hmm, towards mm-hmm. the project. Mm-hmm. And that feels so warm. It creates a very warm environment towards them. And they're also just fun as friends. I love them. Josh oh, so if you think about like a friendship mood board or people that are like giving you little glimmers of, of what you'd like to have friendship be. I feel this is something that I love about what friendship is, is that it's a person and their personality with another person and their personality and maybe more. But there's like this third place that arises in mm-hmm. between the people, Mm. this whole new thing that can emerge. And they offer in their friendship 
like a lot of silliness. Like anything goes. We'll try right. this thing. Right. Punking, like goofing off. There's no need to be too serious and just strange. That mm. I think that part of them gets to emerge in friendship, mm-hmm. which is, I think, one of the coolest parts of friendship is that new thing that gets created. <sighs> yeah. I don't really <laughs> want to stop and think about that. I mean, part of me wants to. I'll probably find this this Vine compilation posted in our stories or something. Should. I mean, they're so cute. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of... I mean, it's a very celebrity friendship thing out there. Yeah. But it's nice. It brings you into their story. And yeah, their I, I do think there is something about... There's this idea of, like, friendship. Like, it, that's what we did in our last episode, like, the friendship journey. Mm-hmm. And so it is nice to not be stuck on that for this episode, like needing to tell our whole journey, even though that was fun. It's like right. we've done our journeys. <laughs> um, but especially as an adult, I, I do like this idea of friendship through collaboration, mm-hmm. like working on something together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's cool about Ta- Tosh and Jyler. <laughs> Josh, Josh and Tyler. Tyler. <laughs> I feel also because we did play last week, this is just on my mind, but... Think about friends from when you were a child. Friends is who you mm-hmm. play with. Mm-hmm. Who do you play with as an adult? And what are you guys doing? Are you creating things? Because I play. think play is creative. And so, of course, deep conversation are, and reliability and loyalty and acts of service and all those things mm-hmm. are, of course, aspects of friendship as well. But I think for that, I think that spark and that really special part of friendship comes when you actually play together mm. and you can engage and you're playing together. I think by the essence of it being play will naturally produce beautiful, wonderful things. Yes. 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 So. <laughs> Say yes to it. Well, I, I mean, thinking um, like everybody you're playing together will create evil, crazy, creative things. Yeah. Well. Like to a certain Powerful extent. Things. That's also... <laughs> Wait, what do you say? <laughs> like, maybe your play, who knows, could also create really powerful, creatively evil and cruel things. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Wow, I haven't thought about that. I just... But I think it'll some, be powerful. Some evil dictators out there or something like that? Like Pals. Pals creating. dictator pals. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some... Are you going to say something, or do you want to... Sh- no, I, I, I was... I guess I was going to say... Um, that playfulness... Yeah. Um, brings out a... I, I like that idea that um, you're bringing something out in each other. Mm-hmm. And then you've created something together. Yeah. Uh, like, so I'm just... I'm thinking about... I, I posted... Um, I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld, everybody, with my daughter. So it's it's like, in so many ways, I'm living my best life. <laughs> I'm in a renaissance season with my kids right now. Where they like the shows in your... Sh- teaching them and showing them all your favorite shows. Yeah, and I don't have to twist their arms. So, like, some nights I'm watching Downton Abbey with my son, (laughs) which I love. Then other nights I'm watching hip-hop documentaries or Seinfeld with my daughter. (laughs) And uh, Avery loves Seinfeld. So I'm like, I don't even have to be like, can we watch a Seinfeld? It's really important to me. It's like, and she just wants to watch Seinfeld. And she thinks it's so funny. Um, But I'm looking at Jerry and Elaine right here. But this is also Jerry and Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. The actress. And uh, when she was on Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, that's Jerry's show, um, you can tell they're like really dear friends. They mm-hmm. just love being around each other. They laugh easily. You know, they, you can they just bring tell, that out in each other. Yeah. 
And I just also wonder, like, is it, I mean, I'm, I don't even wonder. I, I, I'm, I'm sure it has a lot to do with the fact that they've done this really great thing together mm-hmm. and had a, had a lot of fun doing it, I bet, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and I think that dynamic shows through in the show mm-hmm. of their friendship. And the show is a very simple show in a lot of ways. So it is the characters and their relationship to one another that drive so much of the show. So I feel like that had to kind of be there for it to work. Totally. They, they had chemistry. Yeah. Which, that's another thing. People just have chemistry and some do and some don't, and that's just life, It's nice to dissect it. It's nice to dissect it, but also maybe sometimes you just got to enjoy it and not Mm -hmm. worry about dissecting it too much. But I will say this about Seinfeld. Having watched it recently, there is Jerry and Elaine or Jerry and Julie Louis-Dreyfus in real life as friends. Right. But there is something that's just ingrained in my brain about the friendships in Seinfeld, the show, uh-huh. that I have been, I, I've been appreciating this house. Like I think what I like about Seinfeld is it's 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 not real. Obviously, this is just a story. Right. But um, they're always just hanging out. Mm-hmm. It's like I think that's some of my growth still as a friend, even here with this crew and others in my life, of like having that sort of habitual practiced, I don't know when I started it, like yeah. ambivalent stance, cautious, tiptoeing around, am I welcome, am I not, you know? Right. And I just love this, like, it's assumed that on their breaks during the day, they're going to get at the coffee at the coffee shop. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're just not. going to see each other Here we are. and it happens. And, and I come over to the apartment after work yeah. to talk, bye, you know. I know. Well, I think by proximity of us living here, that is assumed, but also it is kind of assumed, like... If I'm going to this coffee shop, do you want to come? Oh, maybe. You yeah. know, like that's yeah, not right. super rare. Yeah. That happens often. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I do think in a lot of ways I feel ridiculously like lucky to have these, this house that I live in that is truly a friend house that feels really house. also wholesome and sweet. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's not like you just have some housemates. That's my housemate. Yeah. Oh, that's Matthew. I see him sometimes. He just comes in. He's, he's doing his meal prep right now. Which I think is Hi, a really Matthew. powerful thing. Like, I, <laughs> we talk about this outside of the podcast sometimes, but I'm not, not, not into it, but I'm not super sold on the nuclear family as the ideal. Oh, right, right. So I do love being a part of a group of people that is, and I think friendship offers this reminder of that, that yes, to many people, the nuclear family holds value, but it doesn't necessarily need to be what we're all striving for. And it doesn't necessarily need to be central. So I think, so I think it's fun to be living in a space that is offering something different. That's in my opinion, just as beautiful and powerful and life giving and offering to society. Yes. 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 To these things. Um, I'm, 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 I'm now, I, uh, as time goes on, I'm I'm getting less uh, sensitive about nuclear family. I tried comments. to say that really gently. You, I know you did, and and also I I don't know if you need to anymore because it's 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 like the um, everything is meaningless mentality. It's <laughs> like I'm I'm warming to the idea, and I know what you're saying now. Mm-hmm. You know, at first I felt very attacked. Uh, <laughs> no, <Yeah>. but <laughs> it's true though. If we step back and I don't take it personally, like we 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 have like this sort of obsession with the nuclear family. I we don't do. know where that oh. came from. A well, lot of. I'm sure you have some ideas and thoughts about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will refrain. Okay, other friendships. 
Well, on here, I oh, do you want to bring one up? Well, yeah, what? the ultimate one that wasn't brought up. Yeah, Abby and Alana. Abby, Abby and Alana. And Alana. This is a broad city. What, so, what do you like about them? Oh, so much about them. I mean, that show. Everybody, if you haven't watched Broad City, it's a great show. The central theme of the show and the central aspect of it is these two best friends, mm-hmm. Abby and Alana, living in New York City. Uh, what do I like about that show? <laughs> <laughs> they are so like. They're really committed to each other. I like that. They're very committed to each other. They are so ridiculously supportive of each other's whole selves. Mm -hmm. Whole selves. And they offer their whole selves to one another. And they go with each other on their crazy shenanigans and support that. And are also living independent lives but have a slight bit of, like, enmeshment. Yeah, they are also just they're a very sweet friendship. And I think that show, I think a lot of people, if you have watched that show or know this friendship, it's just a chemistry between the two of them as well. They clearly are. I mean, they're both so funny and but way different. But so different types of energy. And Alana is so out there and strange and bold. And Abby is just as strange yeah and yet a little bit more low-key such a different way mm-hmm. and it just pairs so beautifully big fans um they they're also like really super like encouraging of each other mm-hmm. and fans of each other um like totally each other's number one fans yeah and there's a very deep sense of loyalty within them, which I think is interesting because I don't see myself using this language or even thinking that much of like, is this person loyal to me? Um, but I think that that's like an underpinning of their friendship. And I think that that's a really nice thing in a friendship mm-hmm. when you can feel that way. There's like a lot of trust that a person will be with you and know that you're doing your best yeah. and see that in you the whole time. The character of Alana is a really strong. I mean, I'd have a hard time even thinking of somebody better. I'm <laughs> sure there is. Like, strong woman presence in a show. Like, just an out there, I mean, very profound. Oh, like so many I know. of those seasons. I love Alana, but I also think Abby. I think Abby, Abby in a more low well. key way, but like, like, Abby's sort of coming in behind Alana, <laughs> and Alana's like, punching people in the face, clearing the path, like make way. And then Abby's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know? Abby's like awkwardly in the yeah, background. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> oh, it's so, oh, they're so weird and so funny <laughs> together. Yeah, no, Alana is Loki, my hero. And I see myself in Alana so much. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's fun. Yeah. I can see, I can see you as sort of not necessarily at war, but like, um, wanting to bring that out in yourself. Mm-hmm. And maybe that goes back to what we we're saying earlier, but that also drains you. <laughs> so it's like, it's not like you live that on a daily basis, but no, you can get in that. But I can space. get in that headspace, yeah. right? I can enter that zone, but no, no, no. For me, it's twice weekly. Maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah. Who else did I put in there? I mean, someday I'd love to talk about run the jewels. Cause it's really oh. fun to see again. It's like, it's sort of that. You can talk about them right thing. now. Well, killer Mike and LP, I think, we will have an episode on them one day. I would love to. I, I think they they are obviously super good friends. Uh, maybe this is something that we're mentioning, and it's something that I could even th- see us getting even more into as a podcast and as friends. It's like 
just bringing out the silliness. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that. Oh, love. it's it's my favorite thing when I see it in other mm-hmm. people, and then I it makes me want to do that with my friends. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a great feeling to be able to be silly. I don't know why. I don't know. This is what I'm saying. Like, what is no small thing? It's a podcast, but like, is it also just? Does it have just like pure entertainment value sometimes? Because like Knox and Jamie have been doing like HGTV. It's like 15 minute versions of what they do in the podcast. Like they pick a little topic. Oh, interesting. H, H is it Instagram? IGTV? Oh, IGTV. Yeah. I haven't been watching this. And it's just like they pick a little topic and deep dive it together, and Knox does his wheezy laugh, and you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this is just like, again, like the the going with the thought or the energy. I have no idea why I think this, but I do. I I had this idea a while ago, and it's just stuck in my brain of us doing like uh, lip syncing our favorite rap songs. That would be so funny. For fun. (laughs) <laughs> and then here it is. You know, it's like, is it part of the podcast? Are we doing an episode on it? No. I know. Sometimes I think doing we're doing the podcast is an excuse to do random things. Like mm-hmm. you making that announcement video of. I know. I know. I want to do way more of those. Of what No Small Thing is. we are capacity is. sort of in terms of our time. <laughs> but it was mostly, I think, just for kicks and giggles and fun and silliness yeah, and for them to get together and do it. Yeah. I mean, right now it's kind of a ridiculous meme of me being, this is like, Hey, we should have a no small thing meeting because there's like one thing I want to talk about no small thing, but I'm ultimately oh, right, just right. like, yeah, yeah. hey, let's, let's hang, hang out, out as friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Do we have anything to talk about for no small thing? We should maybe. <laughs> also, I want to tell you this thing and this thing and that thing. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I mean, when we hung out the other night, it was it was it is that friendship thing of like, yeah, we know we can put up these posters. But we also know when we walk into, what is it? The poetry place? One book? Oh. Open book? Open books. Yeah. Like, I knew when we walked in there that we were both here for that bookstore. Right. We were like, yeah, we're, we're going to be here out. for a few minutes. We're hanging out in this bookstore. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. Yeah, so Run the Jewels. It's, it's obviously like two people that found each other and their story is like, they, they were borderline has-beens, both okay. of them. Both of them had been in the rap industry for for their life and it's like at 40 if you haven't been famous or broke through like they yeah. they were both respected but never like had a great career <laughs> and they found each other well lp produced a few killer mike albums and i think let, they were like let's do this together as a team and make a group yeah and you can just tell again they're just having so much fun like right they're you can good feel rappers. it you can sense it in yeah. it yeah, exactly. They're good rappers, but then they're also really silly. Like their videos are so silly, and it's just like they're they have a they have a puppet that they murder in one of them. It's like I love to think of them just sitting there chatting one evening, being like, "And then we could do this." Yeah, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, let's we can do, do that. that. Yeah. Why not?" You know, <laughs> that's so fun to think about. I know they have a really serious song that ends their first album, and it's called. Uh, <laughs> a Christmas effing miracle. <laughs> um, but for whatever reason, like it starts with killer Mike playing Scrooge and it's in black and white and he has a gray wig on. And this is a serious song, you know, like it's their most serious. Like a lot of the songs, they have are, are pretty goofy, but they end it with like a pretty serious vibe of like a kind of a message that they're putting out in the world. So almost breaking character, but in the video, in the video, they, hear- yeah, here comes killer Mike in like a big overcoat with like a gray wig. And then like, LP's playing, uh, uh, what's the kid's name? Cratchit. <laughs> the little know. kid. What's I don't the little know. kid's name? I don't name? know his name. I'm, I know oh, I will not no. know it. Um, 
Cratchit. <laughs> Bob Cratchit is the man that works for Scrooge, but like, uh, I don't know, Johnny. No, Johnny Cratchit. <laughs> Johnny Cratchit. What's his name? I'm gonna look it up. Tiny Tim. Tiny, Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. So I, I was trying to think of the kid with the last name Cratchit. His, his obviously is Cratchit, but nobody calls him Tiny Tim Cratchit. Tiny <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, what are we talking about? Uh, so yeah, the opening. It's like it's it's like this serious rap song with a very heavy synthy foreboding energy, mm-hmm. and Killer Mike's walking down this city street as Scrooge, hmm. and and then like uh, t- like LP comes out, and they're in a city too. With a little cane acting like Tiny Tim, and he's like asking for a handout, and like, and then Killer Mike just like punches him in the gut, and walks away. And you're and they're like, what, like, what are they what's doing? What's happening right now? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just them being silly. <laughs> it's like there's no need, there's no storyline here. This is just pure silliness and nonsense, you know. <laughs> That's really fun. I like that. I do think that this is the theme emerging of yeah. friendships bringing out that whimsical side of us, maybe mm-hmm. as well. Hmm. Well, if our because now I really have I like that I really have started to think of this as like a project, the no small thing project. Yeah, curious, less certain, and how do you do that play? That might be one of the ways we suggest. Mm-hmm. But how do you how do you sort of step outside the norm? How do you get out of the 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 flow of the regular every day? You know, play is probably a great way to do that. Make yeah. believe, silliness. You know, and, imagination and. Why not? I think I think that is something that friendships offer us is the world is also very serious mm-hmm. and there's a lot of demands of being human in this world. It's a complex system we are in and I think every single one of us is waking up and responding to that immediately. Mm. And so I think friendships, they're so important and powerful and I think we are curious about friendships because in them we're able to find some solace in the world and we're able to let ourselves be a little free from the world and step into something a little different oh yes and as you're saying that um honestly i wish uh everybody in a second just so you know what's happening here sydney macy's partner is coming into the house (laughs) like any minute yeah and sydney posted something on her Instagram, and I forget what it was, but it was gold about sort of love and friendship. Hmm. I, th- I mean, I think she had you in mind, but I mean, I think it applies to everything of like, I, it's strange that I en- ended up saying this word in the friendship podcast, mm-hmm. but, I, but I felt like it's a word I've only been saying in the last few months, but I keep talking about this idea of a container. Mm-hmm. And it's it maybe another word is a boundary because I think as we all know I think it's established that like kids play better with a few boundaries right you know so you have the boundary of the friendship and probably some some sort of unnamed established rules mm-hmm. of sorts um, but in the context of that every friendship is utterly unique yeah and and the possibilities for what it can be really are truly. I know because each individual is utterly unique and then yeah. combined with another utterly unique individual and maybe another utterly unique individual, it creates this whole, it's like it compounds these things. <laughs> yeah. This is what I'm saying of Pretty it creating cool. a third thing. <laughs> a third thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
I, I think it's pretty fantastic. But I, think I so too. I, but but I think as we all know, and maybe even in the podcast, we're breaking out of this a little bit, or at least maybe the conversations we have continue to nudge me into a different way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Is we have these versions of friendship. I guess we're talking about them right now that have been presented to us, right? And then maybe things that have been modeled out through our culture or our parents. And then we think this is a friend. So let me go find a friend. What does a friend do? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I always bring this up in terms of like memes because it is the thing I felt. <sighs> and it was so different from the energy you put out in the world as a 25 year old. But like, I felt like there was a certain way that I was supposed to exist in the world as a man in particular. Yeah. So a lot of my early energy as a young married 25 year old here in the city especially as like a young married 25 year old Christian was like, and you were about to have a child. Yeah. I had a tw- child at 24. Gosh. Yeah. Um, is like finding my group of guy friends, yeah. going to the sports bar, going golfing. Uh, there's a big, there was a big energy around like, I got to learn to golf. This is what Gosh. the guys do. And I go golfing and I'd spend a Saturday golfing yeah. and I'd come home and I, I, if I was honest with myself, I wasn't having fun, but I was like, I'll, I'll get there eventually. I'll learn. This is what men do. Right. I, I got to be a golfer. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's so nice to know that as an adult, I can be like, as an adult, I can be like, oh, I don't have to do that. And I don't want to. You right. Know? And yeah. Friendship can be whatever you want. I know. I, I, I feel grateful that I don't feel those necessary pressures yeah. of like going to the nail salon with oh. my girls. Although I do like to get my nails done every once in a while. It's very particular mood, but mm-hmm. I will. Um, but you don't have that energy of like, I'm going with the girls. Well, no, if someone were to on. say that, I'd be like, well, it's yeah. BS. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. Yeah, okay. friendship. Other, any other celebrities? Who did we put in there? Pop culture. I was just thinking in my head, like, all of the gems in Steven Universe oh, oh, are oh, such. Oh, oh. I mean, we could do a whole episode on just episode. their friendships, but Steven and Amethyst individually bring out something in each other that is profound. Steven and Garnet bring out something. Steven and Pearl, Pearl and Garnet. And that's what and the fusions yeah. offer in that show is kind of showing that when two or more things get in in sync, they mm-hmm. get in flow, they get in movement together, it becomes another thing. I think I think that she'll text me. Yeah. But we can end the segment soon and then be just like waiting. <laughs> um oh I know that that almost makes me want to just go have a whole episode about Steven infusions and I always so. will want to do an episode on Steven Universe. I know we more have one. That, we have one coming when when the end of future Steven Universe future comes. We'll do for sure. But then we really could just <gasps> every once in a while have a nice deep Steven episode. It would be fun to do each character. <laughs> oh, I've been reading Steven to my kids at school because the comic books are great and it is so good. Today I read such a good one where Lapis is super upset and worried in, in Lapis's ways, like overwhelmed by her fears mm-hmm. and Peridot's trying to reach out as a friend and mm-hmm. offering things. And Lapis is just not in the mood. It's like, I need space. And Peridot is wanting to help and keeps pestering to help, if that makes sense. So is then Peridot a one? Oh, I don't know. So then Lapis goes off six. and talks to Steven and Steven tries to cheer her up and a few things happen and Garnet gives some advice yeah. of like, hey, like you can't know the future. Yeah. You know, the present is happening and your actions in the present do have some effect on the future, but you'll never know. Mm. And you're just so like, much oh, wisdom Garnet, in this love you. Show. And then Lapis comes back and Steven is like, hey, I think Lapis wants to talk to you. And Peridot's like, is it good talk, bad talk? What's going to happen? So he's like, I think it's good. And they both go up there and they're like, I'm really sorry. Like, 
I love you and I'm trying to figure this out. Mm. And you're just like, oh, these people. Mm. Oh, Farrah and Lapis. That's Are a friendship. Farrah and Lapis going to end up together? I don't know. I don't know. I think so many people ship Peridot yeah, and Lapis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good ship <laughs> for the fan base for sure. Um, let me just go through these because I, I, I put oh, this one for Leslie, you. No. Leslie and Anne. And Anne. I think they're funny. I love Leslie. I think Leslie and Anne's fr- friendship is fascinating because Leslie was just like, they're like obsessed. And mm-hmm. Leslie's like obsessed with Anne. Right. Which I always have found to be kind of an annoying vibe. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily love that. Mm, okay. I thought you did for some reason. No, I love that show. Yeah. And I really appreciate them, but I just, I don't think Anne's very developed as a character. I mm. think Anne is the weakest character in that mm. show, in my opinion. I don't have huge Parks and Rec's opinions. I, I mean, I probably yeah. watched the whole thing, but like, yeah, I'm not like, I love Parks and Rec and Anne and Leslie. Oh, right. you know, but. um, Like, eh. Leslie and Ron's friendship. Yeah. I think that is a lot. That's a good friendship. It's a really good friendship. Yeah, true. I think that they, that friendship is actually such a cool friendship because Ron is so different than Leslie and yet has so much respect for Leslie. Is Ron kind of an ultimate Enneagram five represented in pop culture? Like what else could he possibly be? No, I think he could be self-press five, self or self-press one, self-press six. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I could see that. Mm -hmm. I could see that. I could see that. A one. Mm -hmm. Oh Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. I don't think you know these characters, but for those that know, Arya and the Hound on Game of Thrones. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, look at these two. This is the, this is the craziest friendship. The Hound is one of the most brutal, strong warriors you'll ever meet in the world. And Arya is this sort of sweet little princess girl turned warrior because her dad is killed right in front of her. Hmm. And, she is such a badass. She's been she's been worn down by life and there so just doesn't give any Fs at all. Right. And so like out of all the people in this show, the hound respects her. Like hmm. he doesn't respect anybody. He'll kill anybody. He's just tough. And like they see the toughness in each other. And it's and, a kinship. Yeah, it's really crazy. Like she's just this little girl who should be terrified and she calls him out all the time. Hmm. She she's like, You're not you're not doing that because you're scared. And you just not you're just not gonna admit it. And you can just tell he looks over and he's like, I can't believe you're talking to me like that. But she's and like, like I wanna cut your head off, because that's what I do to people that talk to me like that. But he's like, Crap, you're right. And I actually really care about you. And so you can talk to me like that. Yeah. It's just the craziest. That's another thing that friends do offer us, I think, is cutting into some reality and offering Yeah. I mean, I look to friends for advice hardcore. You all do the time. you invite that. I do. I want that. I mean I can, of course, be very introspective and wonder how am I affecting the world around me, but it's so skewed by my own narrative. So, <laughs> we can just talk about the friendships in this house. I know. The oh, best. Troy and Abed in the morning—that's a good vibe. Did you ever watch Community? No. Oh, oh. Whoops. We should. I if Sydney comes, I might show you just like like some clips. Okay. So Donald Glover and then the other actor I feel bad that plays Abed. You should you'd love this show and it's not much to consume because I think it's four seasons. It's like I would would probably I am kind of looking for a little comedy. It's so good. It's so your energy in so many ways because it's just they they use this uh, premise of a community college to like just do nonsense. Like all these characters are in community college together. But like for example, I feel like I've seen the first episode. One episode is. one episode is just 
like Troy and Abed, I think, essentially lead a college-wide, um, like, fort-building, like, vibe. <laughs> and so the whole campus has turned into that, like, little kid fort energy. Like, oh. they've put blankets everywhere, and they've made the whole thing into a tent fort. And they're all sleeping, but they're, now there's, like, there's, like... Uh, different factions and gangs developing in the forts and it's like you get immersed in this episode in this and, it's like, and they're just in college but they're like making forts and That's everything. Amazing. Like, yeah it's ridiculous there's a claymation episode it's like it's like yeah they're in college but this is just a, a really weird platform to just do crazy crazy things. stuff i'll watch it they're this troy and abed in the morning is like they've created their own morning show that nobody watches but it, it is. It happens at the end of a lot of the episodes. They go back, Troy and Abed in the morning. And they go, Troy and Abed in the morning. And then they go, and we're back. And then they <laughs> just do like nonsense, like check in with each other. But that's good friends. Harry Potter, do you want to say anything about no, that? No, they're kind of a good. funny friendship. Uh, I put Calvin and Hobbes on here, but that's more of a me thing probably too. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm not. It was never. I'm trying to think any childhood friendship stories. I don't know. I didn't read. I I don't know what specific childhood books. The Bernstein Bears are my biggest childhood books. Oh, the Bernstein books, Bears, Which was wow. brother, bear, and sister bear. Yeah, you know? that's a friendship. It is a friendship, but it was definitely a brother and sister. That was what was happening there. Calvin and Hobbes is a very whimsical, very nostalgic yeah. vibe because Hobbes, it blurs the line throughout this whole comic strip, which is like a Sunday comic strip, but you can buy the books and it's like, you know, there's there's a real story there yeah and it's essentially like calvin's talking tight talking calvin's like a stuffed tiger who he talks to yeah so like the 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 energy of calvin and Hobbes is like he it's this this art when he's talking to Hobbes. Hobbes is the tiger. Right. And but it is you know that but when his kid when his parents come in it's the art it looks just like a stuffed tiger right and so they, what it is, oh, it's, it's a, a fantastically a cool whimsical, like, yeah, there is, it is all happening in the imagination, this friendship, right. you know, it's that. so sweet. That's good. It makes me think of Frog and Toad. Oh yeah. Frog and Toad. That's frog another toad one. Ultimate. Although Matthew told me recently that it's canon that they are gay. Oh. And in love. Oh. Which I don't know what he, where he got the word that it's canon, that that's true, but I will trust it. Doesn't surprise it. me. Does not surprise me. Frog it's and like, Toad. it's like these, these characters that were it. like low key, obviously. Right. <laughs> like Bert and Ernie. Right. Everybody knows that they're gay. Right. You know, but like you just couldn't you be just blatant kind of, about it. It's just there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Frog and Toad. Yeah. All these friendships. Okay. Let me, let me say the thing that you see, say. <sighs> okay. Okay. Anything else? Anything else? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, we could. There's a lot more, but I, I, I think, I think, I think there is a uh, a general sort of mood board that represents a little bit of it of like what I would hope as I continue to grow as as a friendship. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, and when we come back, everybody, we're going to talk about where we are going in our oh, friendships. Where we're going. <laughs> where are Scott and Macy going? <laughs> That's a great question. I don't even know what we're going to say. Neither of us know. Okay. When it's we almost over.
side note. Okay, where... <laughs> you had this idea, so I'm curious what where you mean by this. Where are we headed with our friendships? Maybe, yeah. Share. Maybe maybe what we say is we have we have now established some... <laughs> we have now established some thoughts about friendship. Uh, we have some... A mood board... Uh, uh, with pop culture. Mm-hmm. We have some things we like and don't like about our past that we've addressed through this episode and the last mm-hmm. journeys, friendship. It's happened. Um, <laughs> all, all those things considered where, what, what, what's our true North? Like, what do we want friendship to be? Like what, what, what's a, what is, where, hmm. where are we going? Where do I, where, here's another way of saying, it. where do I want to personally steer my own friendship journey? <laughs> From here on out. What what I want more of in my life? What am I requesting from the universe? I can have a few (laughs) thoughts immediately. Please. I feel in the past little bitty of life, I have, I don't know, I feel like maybe, I don't know if I just mean this past part of life. I want my friendships to continue to allow me to explore new parts of myself and Mm -hmm. be ever changing and... I am not seeking. I love my friendships that I have now, and I am not at all being like. You're not on the market for new friends, right? No, I'm not necessarily (laughs) on the market for new friends. Ray Maisie is looking for some new friends. Part of me does feel like (laughs) I'm at capacity. Often, (laughs) like if I were to engage with another a close friendship, then that would require a lot of emotional I mean it, for me it requires emotional work and it requires time and it requires investment processing thinking so I don't feel currently as if I'm missing that I feel rather content I'm good I'm but good. I also see myself in places like work as I become more comfortable having more work friends which I think is a good thing and that I do feel like I have capacity for because it's in that space of work. Mm-hmm. Almost that, I'll just use the word because we've been saying it, container of work. Mm, container. I don't know how much I'm seeking to have big friendships outside of work. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. But hey, everybody come to my house after work today. Everybody come on over. I know. I, I mean, part of me every once in a while wonders if I... Because I like our house to be very open, big mm-hmm. energy. But I definitely don't offer it to people at work. I'm fascinated that, by that in myself. It would be a big move. I mean, it's a crossing of worlds, mm-hmm. which is so complex to hold. I have <laughs> I have been watching not only Seinfeld recently, but Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's like when Reuven is in the house and has been watching Veep. <laughs> Reuven gets a very aggressive energy with lots of When Reuven has been watching Veep, it's a whole new bit of Reuven happening. Yeah. <laughs> Crass, you know, just... Uh, yeah, a lot of big energy. <laughs> Very smartly crass. But um, Kirby Enthusiasm is about Larry David who wrote Seinfeld. So it's a, it's the same energy. And everything is just hyper. It's a little bit like no small thing energy. Like picking apart like, oh my gosh. I mean, I was watching Kirby Enthusiasm last night. And there's a, the one, one, <laughs> one constant like theme of throughout the episode is fake fruit or real fruit like he's in his lawyer's office and his lawyer has a basket of fruit and that's the whole debate well so they're having a pretty serious meeting with his lawyer 
and this is comedy, obviously. So like he picks up the uh, an apple from this basket of fruit and starts eating it. And they now they have a big debate about like when is it appropriate to have an apple? He's like, an apple's a casual thing. And then Larry's like, you can eat an apple and be serious. I'm focused. I'm serious. He's like, you don't eat an apple and you're serious. It's a, it's a casual thing. You do it when you're done talking about something. He's like, I, I'm serious. I'm, I'm, I'm focused and I'm eating an apple. He's like, besides, that's just, that's decorative fruit. Like, you weren't even supposed to eat that. He's like, decorative fruit. Why would you, if you're going to have decorative fruit. Have it be fake Have fruit. it be fake fruit. You know, and he's like, that's not, that's not good. Like, and then he goes to his friend's house and, and they have a bowl. And he picks it up and the girl goes, no, 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 that's fake. And he's like, no way. This is fake. He's like, this is beautiful. She's like, not like the old days, right? It's like we have the special company. And he's like, this is amazing. And, and then it just keeps happening. He goes to somebody's house. He ends up going to somebody else and assumes it's real and takes a bite and chips his tooth. Oh, no. It's like this whole thing about these fake fruit bowls, which is a no small thing of energy, I guess. Like, we're going deep diving on fake fruit and real fruit. Um, but I feel like the energy of... of, of uh, of Kirby enthusiasm is the type of energy that would be like a whole thing of somebody coming up and saying, um, Oh, it'd be really great to be afraid. He's like, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm at capacity. And that's like part of the big energy. The what is, like, is happening. He's yeah. really honest. But, uh, I'm so sorry. This is a side. That was a whole side note to say. It's okay. There's a whole Seinfeld episode about emerging of worlds. Oh, so George has his girlfriend and then he has his kind of home base with Seinfeld and their buddies at Jerry's apartment. And they're all like, we want to get together with a girl. We want to get together with a girl. And he gives this big sort of famous Seinfeld speech. And he's just like, if I come through that door with my girlfriend, that's relationship George. And here is independent George. And if relationship George comes through this door, it will kill independent (laughs) George. And then he says... Two Georges <laughs> in conflict cannot stand. It's like this big, st- and I feel like it's like that. It's like this is a certain Macy. Work is a certain Macy. If work Macy comes through this door, <laughs> Macy ceases to exist. <laughs> Cancels out. That's a big. Oh, I I relate, and I also do think I'm very holy myself at work. But the environments mm-hmm. affect the way we are yep. and act, and they bring out a different side of us. So mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, the merging of worlds. I'm also okay with friends becoming friends. Okay, so so you say people supporting, people accepting, people embracing. How would you say it again? In terms of what you're wanting from friendships. Oh, those things. <laughs> I wish everybody could see Macy's facial expression. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 uh huh, uh huh, sure, sure. Uh, uh, how how does that happen for you? Like, how does how do people do that for you? I don't know. I do think it is just life gives them throws it at your way. I am open to new friendships. Okay, I said I'm at capacity. I said those words. I would not be surprised if randomly life threw me a friend in the way, and I would be like, okay, if, if someone can bring out a side in me that gets me going. That's what I'm saying, though. How does that happen? Like, how do you know? How do you know it's happening? Like, what's an example, maybe? Well, I mean, you well, and I were feeling? a good friendship example of it happening. I feel like it became clear like one time on this trip, I was like, wait, we're actually like such good pals very quickly. Like it just, it just vibes. Um, It vibes. I mean, Matthew and I were work together and we were friends, but we weren't super close for a while. And then I don't think there was a day where I was like, Oh, it's clicked. But 
I think it very quickly sunk in that Matthew and I were really good with each other and for each other in a very particular way. And mm-hmm. we brought out something, I mean, very different to each other. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know necessarily how that happens because I think it is so unique to the person. Sometimes it's like proximity. You're just put into these situations with each other. I think friendships, I have a lot of friendships. I think I talked a little bit about this in the last one, like, I consider ourselves in a lot of ways trauma bonded mm. and that you and me or who? No, just different just, friendships, just especially different from friendships, college. Yeah. Um, which like the experience of college, the experience of college, yeah. some of the things those led to really deep, rich friendships mm. that getting through something and going through something does provide like a depth to a friendship and can sometimes instantly take a group two people into that zone just by nature of going through something together. Totally. So I don't know. I guess I, I really don't know where I'm going. I'm 25. I have so many years to explore friendship. Like I'm going to be 57 and figuring out <laughs> friendship. One day. 57. That's such an arbitrary number. You know, someday you will be 57. But, but I, <laughs> I could not tell you what friendship will look like for me at 57. I uh, hope that I'm friends with. I do young think of that people. woman with that, that, that I thought was old, you living in the woods painting trees. That will be me. I think so. But will visit you every once in a while. Even I, like, I work with children and I really highly value them as offering wholeness and so much goodness and just where they are offering something that's going to teach me and provide kinship. So I do feel like friends with a lot of the kids I work with. Mm. Even Mm. today, a kid asked Mm. me to go on a play date with him to play with snails. (laughs) I love that. I wanted to. (laughs) I wanted to. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Where are your friendships going? Gosh. I don't know. I You're thought different. You're 40. You'll be 57 one day, too. Someday. A lot sooner. I will be 57. But how still old, 17 How old will years? you be when I'm 57? Where's 15 years between us? Yeah, so that's then 17 years for me. I'll be 42. 42. What? Isn't it interesting? <laughs> to me, 42 feels older than 57. <laughs> what does that mean? That's so weird. <laughs> I think it's because it's on this bell curve of life. Yeah. And so being in the middle. It feels like you're at your prime, so to speak. You know, 40 feels like you're at. It feels both prime, prime and I think the opposite. Oh, like, you're at your lowest point? Maybe. 40. I wonder. I just think it feels significant. You're so, you're 40. You're completely no, irrelevant. Not in that way. <laughs> <laughs> In a really good way, mm. but it is. I don't know what you mean by good. What do you? How would you say it is good? <laughs> I think. I think this is. You've lived a lot of life. You've lived about half your life, and you have about half your life left to go. Right. So I think that there's a lot of breath of past reflection and seeing yourself and watching yourself, and then there's just as much ahead of you, and you can kind of think and see into that and tangibly understand that. You're saying it. It's, it's how it feels. Yeah, so it's pretty trippy. I don't know yet, but I'm guessing that's what it's going to be like. <laughs> if you're a person that's sort of wrapped up in that existential thought cycle, <laughs> you know, it's it's a trip. <laughs> it's a trip. Um, uh, I think, I think you and I are obviously very different in terms of our. I mean, I almost think that your 
you know, 18 to 21 year phase was like a condensed compact version of my 22 to 40 phase, you know, <laughs> like I think I'm, I'm almost approaching what feels like should be the end of adolescence. Like, hmm. I, I mean, I feel like to, to a certain extent I have been sort of a somewhat stable, reliable presence for p- some people in my life. Um, but not really that self-aware or knowledgeable about who I am or what I want. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's a, a new energy in this last two or three years. You've had, you're now reflecting back and you now can look I'm, forward I'm to the whole that. thing. I'm doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think I'm, I think when in terms of friendship, I'm wanting to take more control. I think, I think looking back, I wouldn't have said at the time, but I was probably being a little bit more passive, like whatever the world brings to me and, Oh, I guess the world's not really bringing me the ideal hmm. and okay. And I'm just sitting here. Yeah. But it's like, let's go out and make it happen. Let's, let's make, so I was talking about this idea with my wife Marissa this morning when I came back from this prayer breakfast, I love the word collaborate. Like I, I think that's what we we're already hinting at a little bit today. Like collaboration. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of me bringing something out in somebody yeah. and then bringing something out in me. Mm-hmm. And this has been fantastic practice. It's like, we get to do that. It's not, and it's not just practice. You know what I mean? It's real. <laughs> I, I don't want to say like, de, like demote what we're doing, but it's, it's given me a taste. Right. You know, like I want. It's carved into your every week. I'm, I'm not the type of person and, and, and play, play is something. So I, I think I'm still growing in this. Like I, I probably should have like a, a, a better practice where I have like a climbing buddy or like you know, a friendship involves a little bit more of like low stakes recreation. Okay. I see that. I feel that. Yeah. But at the same time, something like this feels preferable to me. Like what everybody is getting out of golf. Right. Well, I feel like for you, your running and your exercise is also a really wonderful space where you can be with yourself. That's true. And that is not a bad thing. I think it's, we talk about personalities this whole podcast. It's really clear. Some people want, need, desire lots of friends. Yeah. Having a climbing buddy, having a person they go do yoga with, having a person they go shopping and run errands with. Other people don't want that, don't need that, don't desire that. Yeah. That's cool. Totally. Totally. And I'm just, I guess I'm just thinking about like my personal friendships. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure where I'm heading with friendships, <laughs> but <laughs> this is your question. You I guess, know. I guess, I guess as I'm thinking out loud, it has a little bit to do with me discovering myself. Like yeah. maybe, maybe I'm thinking about well, like I'm planning and hoping to bring more of myself to friendships mm-hmm. and interesting, interested in seeing what that does. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see that in you. I think that hmm. this is, I can see that you are, in this season of finding a new self. A new self. Or not even new, uncovering yeah. a self that was forgotten almost. Yeah, I mean... Um, or or pushed down. Yep. And so I think that has forced you in your past, in your friendships from your past, and then also thinking forward of, okay, well, now I know that this self is here. I'm bringing it forward. People are going to have, or with me or yeah. not. Yeah. As that happens, and if you get to be with me in it, that's going to be awesome. We can do. I hope that this can bring out a new thing 
in yeah. our friendships, maybe. Yep. You're saying it better than that's, I did. That's your future. That's where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I hope to have continue to have more and more intergenerational friendships. I feel mm. like mm. I highly value our friendship because of that. And then I do think... I don't know, my thing of friendship will just fall into your lap, as I was just kind of saying, of like sparks and you just kind of it happens with people. But I do think we have to be open to it. And I think being open for me in my future, like I because of this friendship in a lot of ways, I'm more open to mm. friendships with people who are a older or younger because I like know how real this is. I do. I do think there's something we were hinting at earlier that I, I want to make sure is more part of my life in terms of like this whimsical element. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. Yeah. Sillier. Sillier. I'm looking for silly people out there. Playful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We need people we can do that with. I know. I think that that's really true. I, I sometimes envy friendships where it is just, and I don't consider myself that I can be silly and whimsical, but it's in its own really strange way. (laughs) You know the definition of silly and whimsical? What? Strange. I mean, yeah. I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know, but I'm I'm just not like witty and funny. Oh. And fast. If well, that makes sense. That's where that's where you and I are actually very similar. And that we are not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I watch it happen. I mean, I think you and I both can bring like an energy to something that is like appreciative of wittiness. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna come back with a quick one liner, snappy one liner. I'll be like if a, if a barista especially tries to do that with me or a bartender, I just laugh. I'm like, I can't Great. keep up. Good job. Yeah, I appreciate what you just did there. I, I would have to I would have to workshop a response for three <laughs> days and come back and test it out on you. I've got nothing right now. So that I I see certain friendships and people who are witty getting to be witty with one another, yeah. and there's a part of me that envies that, and I part of me is like, I don't know if I'll ever have that. My wife Marissa and <laughs> our friend JJ. They are, are wit, 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 wit. Yeah. It's back and forth, witty banter. And I just watch it. I'm like, I don't know how your brains work this fast. <laughs> I don't know how you're that confident to say these outlandish things. You know, like they both like ratchet up the inappropriate level and they're like trying to compete for inappropriateness. I'm like, I can't believe you're saying these things. You're crossing so many lines and barriers that I would get so wrapped up in my brain and be like, this would be a funny thing and a fun barrier to cross, but I, ha- I have to think about it first. Oh, the yeah, no, and I'm on. not going to cross any barriers yeah, yeah, for yeah. humor. Yeah, That's not yeah. in my... <laughs> oh. JJ always does this thing. This is our friend also, JJ, who's on the podcast as a seven. He always does this thing. He did it literally the other night. He did it, and I forget what he said. I wish he could, I wish I could replicate it, but I'll, I'll, just, I'll just replicate my, one of my favorite versions. I don't even know what we're talking about. I guess JJ's a friend. I'm talking about friendship. I can always cut this stuff out. It gets boring. But he'll, this is his main, this is my interpretation of it, like his main trick. He'll all, he'll, 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 he'll say something very earnest and seriously. And he'll say it in such a way, I guess I especially fall for it, where I fall for the trap. I'm fully following him into the trap of the joke. Mm-hmm. And then I'm in it and I am lost. I'm falling and I'm like laughing so hard. I'm like, I fell for it. After all these years, I keep falling for it easily. It's like 
I easily fall for it because he he slips it in in the middle of a very serious conversation. I think just that's his genius. He knows. I know. He's so good at it. And we were doing it just two nights ago on the phone and he trapped me. But like, this is one of the silliest memories I have. But I, I, it's one of those kind of you have to be there moments. But like. Let's see see if you think it's funny I laugh for I laugh for like 15 minutes I was just like this I just got trapped (laughs) This is so outlandish We we had this timeshare in Mexico So it was like Some some We knew somebody that like Let us use their timeshare So we We happened to have this beautiful Like Villa House With a With an infinity pool So we're at this like in this in this little development of a cluster of these ridiculous houses that all have infinity pools <laughs> in their backyard, and uh, this was like ten years ago. And we're like looking out at the ocean. We're all sitting in this pool, and like we got like a beer in our hand, and I'm sitting there, and I'm I'm kind of looking around doing my observing thing. You know, I'm like I'm like look at those houses up there. They don't have an infinity pool. And JJ instantly just goes, <laughs> so stupid. He instantly puts his hand on my shoulder and he goes, God, we just pray for those people right now. They don't have infinity pools and and just we feel bad and, and we do and, and God bless them. And and for the first like five to ten seconds, I, I just, my instinct was like, we're praying. We're praying for the people with infinity pools. I just fell for it totally. And I was like, wait, what? You know, what are you doing? Like, of course, we're not praying for people that don't have any bulls. But I, the fact that he just, he followed my energy and like did something that felt, that's what a, com- a comedian does. Yeah. It's playing with this timing thing and, and reality. And I was just, I, yeah, I, I, the reason I laughed is because I fell for it. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, we're praying for, oh, wait, <laughs> no, we're not. What? <laughs> And he he didn't oh, laugh. He he didn't overdo it. He he, oh, no, he's he so acted perfect. like he was really praying and he put his hand on my shoulder and it's like let's pray for these people. <laughs> <laughs> but he does that all the time. I need a friend like that who oh. will do that even though I'm not keeping up. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, that's the thing I think with my wife is like she'll she'll instantly join in and it's like a comedy routine. She'll be right. like, Yeah, Lord, pray for them and and they'll then they'll be sort of acting out a big comedy routine for all of us, yeah. and they're making us all laugh. And but I'm I just appreciate you're it. Just, I'm like, you're I'm just I'm not going to join in. I'm like JJ, good one. That was really funny. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I have to just sit here and appreciate the joke you just made. I yeah, can't. I can't add to this. I'm actually. I mean, it feels like I'm falling. I'm like, <laughs> what just happened? I'm like laughing. I'm like, I can't believe you just did that. And I, now I have to really think about reality. <laughs> Oh gosh! I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Where Friendship. we're heading? Friendship. Friendship. Takeaways. Takeaways. You guys, we're gonna try something. Landing the plane? Uh, no, but no. we're gonna try because we had. If anyone listened to the end of play, we had a full fizzle. Oh. <sighs> I feel I, I do I do love that we just are the type of people that just left it there for <laughs> the world to hear. You know, like I, everybody. We're not gonna edit that out. We're here for the cringiness. We are. It's not that cringy at the end of the day, but it was awkward. It was awkward. I've listened back to the episode, but didn't go to that because I didn't want to hear it again. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Like, I didn't have much more to say. And then you're very much like, probably very appropriately, like, it's over. <laughs> you know, you're like, anything else? I'm like, no. And you're like, okay, well, I guess next week we're coming back. And I'm like, yeah. And you're like, do we know the topic? I'm like, no. And you're like, okay, well, that's it. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>
<laughs> so we're going to try doing our takeaways. Takeaways. Or thoughts from this conversation. Yeah, I mean, I think I think literally choosing one or two takeaways. Yep. Like a tangible. Do, do you, you have, have any <laughs> right now? <laughs> oh, gosh. I've, I've, been, I've been, a few concepts have popped out from okay, it. Okay. These takeaway concepts. I do think this idea of, and I've just been thinking a lot about this, this like concept of a third place or a third thing. You you have brought that up a lot this episode. Uh, this idea of one plus one doesn't equal two. It equals mm-hmm. almost three kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. thing. And I, that's, I don't mm. even know mm. what the mm. takeaway is necessarily there, but I think friendship is so invaluable in that it is a by nature relationship and it's by nature a combining of two or more energies in creating something new. And I think, Honoring that it's a whole new thing in that is a, a cool place to be with friendship. And I like thinking about good. it in that way. And that's been fun for me to think about and talk about. And and you're kind of saying it a little bit with the metaphor of fusion. Yeah, fusion is a good metaphor. And I also think that it gives us a lot of permission with our friendships to be to lean into that because mm-hmm. I think in a lot of times we may, I remember being really convicted about this idea of integrity because this one teacher, Dr. Smith, kind of one day interrogated me in class saying I was not a person of integrity because I was trying to be honest with the class of saying like, hey, like, because we were talking about integrity all week and I was like, I act one way around my parents than I do around my friends and I'm not ashamed of that. I think that that's natural and good and makes sense. And this professor got into me about being not a person of integrity for that. I can see the whole thing. Which I also had this professor. It was really frustrating the to the point where people came up to me after class and were like, are you okay? Mm. I was like, yeah, I guess I'm not a person of integrity. <laughs> like I, I kind of believed it for a moment because he stares at you. It makes oh, you feel so piercing little. Piercing blue eyes. Piercing blue yeah. eyes. And so... I think for me, it's almost no, actually, there's so much integrity in that. Mm-hmm. In that when you are in relationship with people, that should and naturally does bring out a side in you that somebody else can't offer. That's the nature of what's happening in it. Wouldn't it have been great if you had that response right I to know. Go. I wish I could. <laughs> oh, if I were to sit down with him today, I think it would be very different. Mm-hmm. Although I'd probably get all nervous and mouse like and scared. <laughs> Depending on your mood. Depending on my <laughs> mood. I know. Or I could be like, hey, I got some thoughts. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you could. I could. Okay, what are your takeaways? Oh, 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 what? Wait, wait, wait. I had a thought thoughts? about what you just said. Okay, you can have that. Integrity? I do like that. I do like this idea of um, your integrity involves the... Fidelity that you have towards yourself and and the knowledge you have about the person you are around other types of personalities. Mm-hmm. Like I, I am this way around Sydney. I'm right. this way around Scott. I'm this way around Matthew. Mm-hmm. And there's probably some like through lines for sure. But like these different personalities bring out different aspects of you and, and you're. And that's wonderful. Yeah. And, and you have integrity in that. Yeah. You know, you have knowledge of it and you have commitment to it or. I don't know, whatever. What does integrity mean? That's a whole episode. Oh, I know. I mean, that's another thing where it was like, integrity. we did a whole week on integrity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I guess my takeaway as this is a, for, a thought that's formulating right now in real time 
through this conversation is I'm thinking about this, this idea of, and I, I do think this is probably an Enneagram 5 integration idea, that I have more power and say in the types of relationships I want than I have given myself credit for. Yeah. I think I've, I've, I've been the type of person that just walks around going like, what is friendship and why is my friendships this way? And why isn't that person this? And why is, are my relationship like this person like this? And I, I, I don't do anything. I just, I'm like, that's it. That's the relationship. I guess this is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've done very little to like mold it into something that I know would not only be good for me, but I know would be welcome by the other person. Right. I know I, I can think of like five friends of mine right now that if I, if I initiated and pushed for the friendship to be a particular way, they'd be totally yeah. open to it. Yeah. I'm like, why, why don't I do that then? Well, I feel like you're also in a new season of life where you don't feel so drained from work. That I has know. given you a lot of ability to actually engage with these things and have time for it. And your I, kids are getting older. And my kids are getting older. Yeah. That also frees me up in a lot of way. I mean, my, my kids are 15 and 13 now. So like, that's a certain <laughs> type that own. takes a certain type of attention. But the type of attention that just like consumed all of me when they were toddlers is gone. Mm -hmm. You know, I dropped my son off downtown today. Right. Just dropped him off. And and he's going (laughs) to take the monorail back to his like, uh, annual, like winter ball or something, but take the monorail back from downtown then take the bus back home. You know, it's like, this is his life now. I'm I'm not thinking about as much. (laughs) No, it's true. Oh, any other takeaways? Uh, friendship is good. And also, uh, <laughs> I do think um, maybe that brings up the idea that maybe a Jobs 2 is coming really soon. Ooh. Yeah. Is a Jobs 2 coming soon, everybody? <laughs> Stay tuned to find out. That's a whole other can of worms. Um but I do feel like I could describe like what I'm doing with my life, but you could, I feel like you could easily add some vocational job thoughts to the conversation for yourself. Oh yeah. No, I think we <laughs> could do jobs too soon too. I think it's good, but not next week. No, 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 no. But no. coming up on the pike, everybody. What do you think is next week? Again? I'm hoping it's going to be snacks. I need to talk to Kirsten. <laughs> oh, snacks. Guys, next week might be snacks. We'll How see. about that for Wouldn't our that be challenge? Awesome? Yeah, I I've all, be here, here's my little proposal as no, we're winding down. No, We've landed the plan now. We have a few little freeform wind down thoughts. My one one idea I have not necessarily for next week, but very soon is literally doing an episode called "Less Certain, More Curious." We did certainty. I know, but like, what would it mean to like really unpack? In a fresh way, the mission of No Small Thing and explain why it is what we're doing. Mm, I'll consider nope. it. In a year? Maybe. <laughs> when you're 57? <laughs> Maybe. When you're 57. <laughs> we'll unpack I'll think that. about this <laughs> topic. Uh, snacks? Enneagram? Okay, you Sales guys, number one podcast. We will see you next time. Next Thank time. you for listening. Goodbye. Everyone. Miss when I'm distant